Hello, hello. <laughs> you guys are now tuned into the, the takeover, takeover with Kristen <laughs> and Christine. Guys, we're getting old, man. Some things Listen. we just cannot do anymore. You was in what you was doing pasta pasta. <laughs> I don't think I was doing full pasta pasta. My, I might have just been doing pasta, not pasta pasta. Yo, <laughs> the hey, you was at the booty league party. <laughs> yes, TBT TBT. I was in high school when I was also looking up those um those pictures on Facebook. Yeah, the booty league was like boarding school pasta pasta prep school pasta pasta. pasta. They it was so much so that they had to change their name within a, the span of less than a year. They changed their promotion name from the booty league to still TBL Ten Brothers League because they had to level up, quote yeah. unquote, because it was just too ridiculous. And those parties used to be all up in a church. Mm. I heard one was in a basement. One I was in a basement. I heard the picture. I saw the pictures on Facebook. That's the only way. And I was like, this is scary. that basement was like the back of a Chinese food restaurant, apparently. Oh. Listen, people got to do what they got to do, man. Space is space. Where they found these spaces? I don't know. Holes in the wall. Listen, man. Hoy. Speaking of holes in the wall. um, The takeover needs to be putting together events. Maybe not in the holes in the wall, but, you know. If you know, I take spaces, a nice hole in the wall. Yeah, sp- find us some spaces. If you know spaces that we can rent, let us know. Let us know. But nonetheless, we did take over somewhere this week. Where yes, we it was Fushimi in Bay Ridge. Yes, and it's the first time I actually been over there to like, like walking over there because mm. um, it's usually like a pass through. Yeah, it's area. a pass through. It's the it's the drive through. Right. Yeah. Um. So we was in Fushimi. We actually, in the span of an hour, we went from Manhattan to Brooklyn. Yeah. You know, because the takeover has to be up and moving. It was from Brooklyn to Manhattan to to Brooklyn Brooklyn. again. Yeah. Like, as soon as I got off off the train, it was a drive back to (laughs) to to Brooklyn. Brooklyn. (laughs) But, yeah. So, we got dropped off in Bay Ridge. Shout-outs to Chloe McKenzie, if you're tuning in. And... We ended up going to Fushimi in Bay Ridge. Nice little, you know, sushi um, Japanese restaurant. Uh, and our waiters were absolutely phenomenal. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> phenomenal. Like, I've never had that great. Oh, maybe I lied. But I've had, I haven't had that great of service that frequently. Mm. And I feel like they, they came in, like, how are you doing? What would you like? Here's the menu. There are seven men- menus. Pick mm-hmm. which one you want to eat from. Like, um, do you want a glass of water? Do you want um, something, a, a drink to start? Here's this towel that you can, here's this hot um, washcloth. Hot washcloth. That you can wipe your That you your can wipe your hands with. off with before you indulge in some of the yes. food. Yes, yes. It was just, and the, the cups were so beautiful. It's like, <laughs> it's, they're the the glasses that I need in my house. I don't know how to describe it, but it's just like it's like rounded at the bottom. Yeah, it's like a pier at the top, a pier. Yes, it yes. was beautiful, and just the service alone is so impeccable. I would give that place an A plus. Yeah, Simon was just on on it. Simon, yes. Simon had us laughing, smirking. Simon was chatting. flirting. That's a fact. I was like, what is going yeah, on? Yeah, he bit his bottom lip one time. Yeah, that's, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I was yeah. like, what is going on, sir? Um, 
And then David was also very nice. David came by with the wasabi, you know? Yes. Speaking of um, wasabi, so you know that song that's been viral recently, like, Man's Not Hot? Man's Not Hot. Wasabi. Not, not hot. hot. Kristen was not feeling the wasabi. So I don't know if y'all know, but um, both of us are spice people. Like, we like our food very <laughs> yes, much seasoned. Spice gal. But, facts. <laughs> <laughs> but Kristen is, like, next level, like, past me in certain respects. Like, Kristen puts pepper on everything. Yeah. Everything. It so, all started with that. It, you know what? Because I was in boarding school and I really did not. <laughs> it was like pepper saved lives. Like pepper was salt, pepper. It was seasoning. It was all everything. All purpose seasoning. All purpose. So <laughs> I was really, then I started getting into that bad habit of putting pepper on everything. And my grandma and my mom never used to have this, but my aunt has this thing called like iriri pepper or something like that. Mm-hmm. I think I'm pronouncing it wrong. But it's like these little balls of pepper and they like burst in your food when it gets hot. And it's the most magnificent taste ever. <laughs> I swear. And my mom can't. My mom doesn't eat that much hot foods anymore. And we don't have that much pepper in the house. But everything I have, like, must be spiced. So it's just, it was just so beautiful. So Kristen was expecting the wasabi to yes, be. Yes, I was feeling for the wasabi. And mind you, I don't even do sushi that often. True. And we was up in this place. It was very random. We just walked in. She had her spicy salmon rolls, mm-hmm. and she wanted the wasabi to, to top it off. To spice it up even more. When I tell y'all, we should have probably taken a picture on our Snapchat. <laughs> we should have. As like a so sneak peek. See. Kristen, what, there was more green on the sushi rolls than there was the orange salmon. I promise y'all, wasabi not hot. Because, <laughs> honestly, the, the, even the waiter... Looked at me, was like he walked up to the table, like on some yeah, like this David is dangerous. Was like, Yo, what is you doing, baby? <laughs> like what this is, is dangerous. And he's like, you know, I I usually don't even use that much, and I, you know, it's their pepper, right? It's like a novelty. It's like a delicacy, right? Almost. They and he was telling me, literally describing to me because I'm like, I don't think this is that high. He was like, oh, maybe it's because. Um, it's they, a paste. It was a, it's a paste, and maybe they put too much water in it, or so it's like probably watered down, and whatever the case may be, and like the type that I probably had at another restaurant, why it was more poignant, yeah. whatever the case may be, and I was just like, something is not right here. So then he brought me another yeah, one. Simon came and brought her a next one. Was like, oh, this is hotter. And Kristen was like, it I, was at, I said, Kristen, is it hotter? She's like, no. Not at all. Yeah, you said something about like placebo or something. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, oh, I I guess it's the same one, you know? But um, their food was absolutely amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, I would recommend it because outside of just like the wasabi not hot, maybe it'll be hotter next time. (laughs) But um, the the food was very, very good. Like Like, I walked away full. Yes. Full. Um, the ambiance is very, very nice. Oh, it's beautiful. Oh, my God. Take your boo on a date over there because it's very beautiful. It's like, the ambiance, yes. The lighting, the seating. It's not too loud. It yeah. was just nice. They had, they had good music in the background. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know how you know the value of a place, TBH? Their bathroom. So, yes, uh, <laughs> Kristen and, <laughs> so Kristen and I walked in, and you know, as I just told you, we were on the low-key great migration throughout New York City before we ended up at this place. Damn, that's, oh no, that's a great migration. <laughs> <laughs> but when we finally got there, like the first thing we were like, yo, we both need to use the restroom. And we went in there, nice two-stall situation, beautiful deco, 
the the water basin was so pretty. The water was hot mm. to wash your hands. Like literally, they had to give a note to say how hot the water said, was. Caution: use at your own risk. The bathrooms were really nice. Beautiful. Yes, you're right. So that's it, how you know the they value. They had the whole door because you know it's not. It wasn't. It didn't feel like a stall. It felt mm. like a bathroom. Yeah, it like looked like, like felt like, like your own personal yes, bathroom. Yes, yes, it was beautiful. So yes, if you need a place to go to Fushimi and Bay Ridge, um, I believe it's on Fourth Avenue. Between 93rd and 95th, because there's like a little cut through. It's right by the R train. Yes. All um, the rich and famous go there. Some lady thought that I was her. Um, I was like holding the door for her. <laughs> like I must have been like the bellhop or or the, what you call The waitress. It? The waitress or, or what's the other thing? The f- front of the house. Who was the, who was the people that was driving? The oh, car. valet. The valet. She must have thought I was valet the service valet. or something. Like, <laughs> excuse me? Like, you're going to hold just your door to the And like, okay, if I hold the door, like say thank you. Like, she just... She just walked in. She traipsed herself in. Like, nah, since I ate here, just like you about to eat here. Right. And speaking of, like, it being in Bay Ridge, it was so funny because I was like, yo, I did know this area. My old school actually used to be over there. And it's unfortunate because I've never actually been inside that restaurant. But I, and then when I was over there, I actually haven't been back to that school in a while. Mm-hmm. But, um... It was nice to be back in those stomping grounds. It was funny. That Dunkin' Donuts across the street... My mom and I, the day of my interview to that school, we, like, got there so early that we sat Mm. in the Dunkin' Donuts for, like, an hour and a half or something like that. (laughs) But funny, funny stuff, old things. Also, speaking of, um, you know, the whole trips and back and forth, you know, the we keep telling you every single week the takeover is cooking up something special. Um, But this past week when we met together... Um, and had a meeting, you know, we, the, the light bulb went off. Like yes. some things are really going to come down the pipeline come the new year. And we can't wait to share it with you. Um, think of it as people taking over with us, if mm-hmm. you will. Yes. Um, so watch out for that series when it starts coming down and look forward to the takeover, you know, solidifying the sound, but also having some featured people alongside with us to sit on the couch, you know? Yes. That's all I have to say to that. (laughs) Yes, cosine, yes. Speaking of all of this magnificence that shall be coming down the pipeline. Yes. What's coming down with the black light? We have, and I saw in, Mm -hmm. the Amherst Alumni Newsletter. I actually do open that thing. I, I well, it was like a first for me, and then I was like, "Oh, I know this person," (laughs) and this person is DJ Williams. Deborah. We still don't know what the J stands for. (laughs) Oh yeah, I don't actually. Um, so yeah, so um, it, it's an article in Gazette, the Daily Hampshire Gazette, and it's titled "Police Chief College Student Named to Governor's Task Force." And when I saw the, when I saw her picture in there, I was like, okay, <laughs> let me find out. Like she's out here, glowing up out here. So it says Northampton Chief Chief of Police, and this is the most important part: an Amherst College student are among 17 people selected for the Governor's Task Force on on hate crimes. Um, so. Let me see. I'm trying, like, there's a lot of information about both of these people at the same time. I'm just trying to catch DJ's information. <laughs> but anyways, appointed by government Governor Charlie Baker to help advise him on deterrence and prevention of hate crimes and support of victims. And she's quoted saying, it's a great honor to be the youngest person on this task force. And I just want to say that I'm very, very proud of you. And, I mean, obviously, you're destined for great things. And you have a great personality and it's a, it's, it's infectious. It's infectious. And it's expected for you to be this great already. Like you're right. a sophomore. You're a sophomore. And you're right? out here on governor's task force. Like, yeah. 
Okay. You know what I mean? She's repre- she's helping to represent the state of Massachusetts. The state mm-hmm. that she's not even a true. She's a resident. She's only going to be a resident there for the next two more years because she's originally from New York. She's also a prep student, so just want to dash that in there. Yes. But I think it's absolutely amazing to know that um, you know we have young people who can enter a space and within a year of being there already have so many leadership positions, mm-hmm. but also not just to have, because people can just have a whole list of, oh, yeah, I do this, and I'm a member of that, and I head this, and I lead that, but to they actually see you make powerful. a mark. Yeah, you they know? see you as powerful outside of those positions. They see you as powerful outside of the schools. Um, you live up campus, to those positions. And they, yeah, yeah, exactly. And so you're now you're a representative for something greater, and it's just so amazing to see. And just to know, like, they'll be meeting quarterly. There's going to be a news, like a, um, what is it, a like a report that's being sent out. Like these things are really impactful and Mm -hmm. this is going to change lives. And, you know, I just feel like it's going to be a part of a living archive. Right. And she's black, y'all. Blackity black, black, black. And she's honored. Yeah. Yes. Speaking of blackity black, black people, you know, we got to go to the homeland sometimes. We got to go and talk about our international black people. For example, the Nigerian women who became Africa's first Olympic bobsled team. When I heard about it, I immediately... I know, <laughs> I know. What you about to say? You thought of the movie. Yes. The Jamaican bobsled team. Yes, of course. I thought of the Jamaican bobsled team. What's the jingle team. they had? Was it... Let me find it. But I was so happy to, to hear about them. Um, of course, you know, I got to use a blackly black source to talk about them. So the Jezebel.com speaks of them as last year three athletes set out to the hardware store to make history and 12 months later it paid off because they did it um Kwese espn has reported that um these three women u.s-based nigerian sprinters who started out with just a homemade wooden sled are now the first african bobsled team to qualify for the olympics um so not only that but one of them um, she ran in the 2012 Olympics, and now she's also eligible for the World Cup. Um, she's the one that spearheaded the project and recruited her other two teammates only last year in 2016. They literally built their sled from scratch. Um, there needs to be a movie. There has to be. Um, they started out with a GoFundMe campaign, hitting their $75,000 goal um, to help them you know, put together all their supplies and get them where they needed to be in order to go to the um like the edu- the eligibility um like trials uh they they won and the, the amazing thing that I saw was once they won there was tons of press being done of them and they were doing this like walking part where they were walking and dancing and you saw the millie rock and you saw the afrobeat steps they and you so saw weird. the whining and you saw all of their culture being put together just for them to say like yes we did it and that's you know, it's beautiful to see women that can do absolutely anything. They're they're runners. They're going out for a sport that typically women are not a part of. What says, um, you know, black women and women raised up in the heat? Yeah, you like, know what? And like, what possess you? Like, what possess you to be in the Winter Olympics, my friend? Like, you because they're like, I know I'm gonna be great, so I'm right. just gonna go and do you it. You know, let me another, dust my shoulders off. You know? uh, yeah, an- another obstacle you that know? I'm gonna kick down. Check mark. <laughs> like what's next you know you we you really can't stop amazing women like these three as well as you know young women like dj williams who are truly trying to make a difference in the spaces that they're originally put in but also to you know etch themselves and mark themselves in other places uncharted uncharted territory usually for a black woman and still 
rise to the top. So that's our black light for this week. Right. Yes, What's yes. next? I think we have, what do we have next? This is your favorite thing to say. Oh, snaps. Is it? New music, new yeah. music. <laughs> I was waiting for it. <laughs> So my selection from today or Monday is I Sip by Tory Lanez and TBH, um, my boyfriend put me on <laughs> and I didn't know any new music lately. I literally was like, I, I don't know who put out anything new. I don't know anybody. There hasn't been anybody that I've like listened to that sparked my attention or because mm-hmm. like sometimes I just come upon new music by I literally just listen to a bunch of like random playlist that people make mm-hmm. and i'm like oh i never heard this person and i go and listen to their um most recent projects yeah stuff. their most recent projects the stuff that they put out in the however many years who they've collabed with then i looked them up on youtube i told you i'll be going into in-depth very in-depth YouTube research research on youtube um so i really wasn't i just didn't know who had new music out and i'm like you didn't like remy's new song i actually didn't get to see the video and i i thought it was i think it's okay like i'm I'm going to get killed. I feel like I'm getting murdered for saying this. But um, <laughs> it's just, I, I I don't know. I I expected it, you know? Gotcha. Like, I expected it. Like, I'm not saying it's bad. Like, the caliber is great. It's on the radio. It's getting spins. Um, the, the gra- the, not the graphics. The visual looks great. I haven't seen the whole video, though. And just, like, the iconic sound from Kim, Kim. being on it, it's just, it's very expected. Mm-hmm. Like, it didn't make me... Like, immediately jump out to it. And so, as I said, like, you know, I also, like, feel I feel like because it's on the radio, I don't want to mention it. Right. Because this is, like, people right. already Duh. know of it. Yeah. Like, it's no, it's old already. Right. Even though it's new. She about to get a million and one radio spins on right. that. So, um, yeah, so mine is for Tory Lanez, who, you know, he has had his fair share of radio spins. Mm-hmm. But I don't, I, I'm, I'm anticipating what this album would this forthcoming oh, album oh. is actually going to be like, but this song right here, I don't know. I put it on and, um, <laughs> so actually before I put it on, my boyfriend was like, I'm not telling you no music cause you didn't ask. Cause, cause usually I'm like, Oh, I need help with new music, but I've been set for the past couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. And, um, so he helped me figure it out. It was between this one and the I sip and a song that he put out with future. And, he was like, you're not going to like Feed the One with Future. And he knew, he knew good and well, like, I wouldn't like it. Because I put it on, I'm like, this is a lot of noise in my ears. <laughs> like, I don't get it. But um, this one is, I don't know, it reminds me of something that I've heard in the past. Like, da na 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 And I, I don't know where I'm, do y'all remember something that, that has that sound? da na 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 Like a 90s, early 2000s. It's something. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to figure it out one day. But it reminded me of something in the past. And I'm like, maybe it's not a, maybe it wasn't a song. Maybe it was an emotion that I, that I mm. like attached to that sound. I don't know. But it's a nice little bob. Like, I feel like you can play it in the club. You can play it to listen to music. You can play it to do work. And it just has that nice vibe to it. So, yeah. Mine, y'all, you know, I, we, we said that we've been, we haven't been giving you all as much reggae and dancehall, so I'm, I'm, I've, this is my two for two with dancehall, reggae type vibes, and it's, you know, last week, you know, I had, it was mild, it was, it was Taurus, nice look of voice, and, you know, Conjens, 
added a little pepper on it, a little spice, but not too wasabi. much, you know. It was yeah, wasabi. It was the wasabi <laughs> not hot. But this one here, this one is a scotch bonnet. This one is bumper baby. Oh, scotch bonnet. Yes. From none other than RDX. Um RDX is a duo out of Jamaica. Um I'm going to actually read a little bit about them because I actually didn't know that much about them. I just know a lot of their songs. Um, Y'all make your body jump, 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 Right, jump. right, right. What else they put out? Tons of songs. Um, let's see. Let's see what they dis- Let's see what they discography looks like. Um, Koch. Oh yes, Koch. Shake Duh. your bum bum. Wine to the ground. Oh, I didn't shake know they your did bum, that bum, Shake your bum bum. Go. Bend over, bend over, bend over. Bend over, bend over, bend over. Why do I think that was somebody else? Buckways. I don't want to put it in the little because all the pasta pasta music. Right. Well, this one is our next pasta pasta, but it's like a slow pasta. It's like a actually, there's a sweet sweet wine song. I wouldn't give it a pasta pasta, but I give it sweet sweet wine. Um, and you know, they're, they're actually cool. And what's great about this song, actually, I noticed that there was this little thing on the lady's bumper, you know, a little imprint on the bumper, you know, of course, product placement. Crying. <laughs> um, it was like this, um, little, um, banner, or if you want to call it like a label or a logo of sorts. And I was looking into it. I was like, what is this thing? But it was called Shella Posse. Shella Posse apparently is this new, you know, collective group, which is labeled as like-minded individuals dedicated to the advancement of dance hall. And RDX that, wait, what is, is that? What is that? That is the name of the collective. So it's produced oh, by this group. Oh, I thought group. it was like an organization. It is an organization. Produced by Shella Posse Music. They're a production company. Oh, wow. And it consists no, of... No, but, but the, you see the advancement for Dancehall really had me. Right. That's what they Instagram say, though. Wow. And so the people... It says members include, but not limited to the following. RDX, Black Sheep, um, Kojo Hotfoot, which is a, who's a dancer, Kojo. choreographer. Nigel Sheila, who's the road manager. Miss Ray, who's the booking agent. Storm who's the PR agent, and Earl Trowback, who is a, the promoter and road manager. So um, they have in the past promoted successful summer series, apparently, in Jamaica called Shella Posse Tuesdays. Mm. Um, they have their own hit rhythm called The Sidewalk, um, which RDX has a song on it called Walk. But this song, Push Up Your Bum Ba Bum Ba Bum Ba Baby. I was like, oh, yes, I could, I could vibes to this. And it was making me think of, like, when The Takeover was a college radio show, Kristen and Christine would be at all these parties, you know, all these fets, you know, making sure we get the fetting in and then go home to go do the homework. We really was fetting in the studio, though. I actually we have, was really fetting. I have TVTs, but I don't know if I can really yeah, TVT. No, you know those have to stay in the archi- archives. Those those cannot get out. But, um, yeah, we was fetting up and down inside the studio on everybody else's campuses, on our own campus. Um, But now that, you know, them days are over, we haven't really fetted in a while. Yeah, we have not. And it's getting quite cold in the I New York City. I think it's my fault, city. though. I mean, you've been to a few in the summer. I have, you know, but we were going to fetch all even now. So Yeah, that's true. In the winter. Right. So oh my pledge is that one of our takeovers before the end of the year should be a fet. Before the end of the year? Yes. Should be a fet. Uh, a party. A, a cheap one. 
Okay, I don't know if I could. I, I don't know if or, I could fulfill that promise or, before the end of the year, or before our college radio anniversary of February fourteenth. I could possibly do that. Yeah. Okay. The the time is near. All I'm saying is I'm trying to get my life right with my New Year's resolutions. Okay. Um, and it's just very hard. What is one to, of your New York um, New Year's resolutions that would pull you away from? It just it's not. It's all of them. It's a lot of them actually. Um, but one is. I don't think it's it's all together. Like, it's just I'm trying to think if how which ones I should express. Because you know, you know, I don't I don't want to you know jinx it. I don't want to. Not that I don't, don't want to jinx it, but I want to fulfill my stuff. And I've been actually I've been like taking time out to fulfill them. So I can let me see if I can share one of them because it's all written out really nice and pretty. Let me see. <clears throat> I want to, oh, I set up all automatic payments. I know that's not, that's cool. like, some for some people that's, like, a uh, duh, but for me it's not. Nah, for me, that that's kind of scary sometimes. Um, Low-key. Yeah, I set up automatic payments for everything because. Just take it. I just, yeah, like, just get it over with, and I don't have to keep, because I have mad different passwords for everything, and. All that, and it's just like it's. I don't have to forget anything. I don't have to pay no late fee for anything. I don't have to um, pay no overdraft. Nothing like I. Oh, I want everything straight. Come straight. Twenty eighteen is the year of financial um growth. Is, oh. is that is that the right acuity. word? Acuity. Acuity. That's the right word. Um, but yeah, and um, oh, I have another one which is a. Uh, I want to write more. I don't know if I want to have a prayer journal or if I want to journal in general um, and put my prayers in that journal. So, yeah, but I need I need to be more because um, I do it now, but I need to be more consistent. And um, I want a therapist. Oh, my God. Yeah, that is one of my New Year's resolutions to get a therapist. So if anybody knows of like a great. I think I said this last time. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I need a therapist. Like a good one though. Like I know I I don't I don't want to go to no place that's gonna waste my time or my money. True. So well, you whenever you need to release some of your stresses, as do I. Let's go fat. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Just to wrap up this little music section. Oh yeah, we went you know, way left. Yeah, but Kristen and I, you know, back in our radio days, we used to do a lot of sample um we did a we did a sample playlist and then we used to do small little samples here and there throughout some of our other playlists and so i found one today i was listening to so when i'm on my way to a place i usually there's a song that's on my heart or on my mind and so i usually put that song into uh spotify and i press play radio because i want to hear songs that feel like that one to me since that one was on my heart and <laughs> the song that was on my heart this morning was tell me from drew hill <laughs> tell me what you want right tell me what you need and then this song came on let me fast forward for you Kristen. but there's a sample <laughs> She's smiling. No, I can't. Oh my god! Listen to your heart. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. Whatever you want. 
whatever you it's meek it's my nigga Right. I don't even know the rest of the song by heart unless it's playing. Right. Um. But, but hold on, hold on. Let me think. Um. And I ate it. <laughs> Wait, that was one of my new music. Yes, um, it was. Choices. Uh, yeah. That's who was he singing that with? Who was he on that with? What do you want Meek Mill? Is Chris Brown is on that? Yes. Yeah. But the original song is "Whatever You Want" from Tony Tony Tony. Wow. wow. Yes. Music. Reduce so music seeing how these rappers, all of these people, rappers, R and B, Afro beats, all these people are using such great samples. And to be influenced by these great people in the past, I think that's such a great thing. Yeah. Like, who would have thought that Tony 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 Meek Meek yelling, Meek. screaming, angry. <laughs> Meek was listening to Tony, Some Tony, soothing Tony. Tony, Tony, Tony. <laughs> Look at God. He was out there on the corners with his with his um CD player listen, and his headphones listening listen, to Tony, Tony, Tony. Listen, <laughs> while listen, he was selling. Listen, I know, and you know, you know, this is the thing. Just to wrap up this <laughs> new music again, you know, hashtag Free Meek. Um, those rallies have been quite extensive. Yeah, out in PA, and now I heard that the the judge that was in charge of the his trial is under investigation. This was corrupt, though. Right. Like, what is right. your problem? So then... Like, you... She trying to lose her license? Listen. Anything that you could do to lead, to allow Meek Mill to be set free so he could continue making his angry music and make his money? Power be to it. Listen. That whole album, that last album, is, is a look. Because I play that every day at work. Mm-hmm. But yes. But yes. Up next, we have Black Girl Lit. And the lit is for... Literatura. <laughs> Back to my Spanish. <laughs> um, So, uh, since I am coming to the end of my book, Giovanni's Room, with James Baldwin, the same way I gave y'all a little bit from the beginning of the book, Um, here's the closing. Uh, it's coming from page 134 of Giovanni's Room, as I mentioned before. And I'm going to read a short passage and speak about it a little bit. So here we go. I paused. I'm beginning to see, I said carefully, that kids like Giovanni are in a difficult position. This isn't, you know, the land of opportunity. There's no provision made for them. Giovanni's poor. I mean, he comes from poor folks and there isn't really much that he can do. And for what he can do, there's a terrific competition. And at that, very little money, not enough for them to be able to think of building any kind of future. That's why so many of them wander the streets and turn into gigolos and gangsters and God knows what. Scene. Yeah. <laughs> Scene. <laughs> but, um. That sounds like prep for prep. Ooh. <laughs> James, they should have. Re- why haven't we read James Baldwin in prep? Yeah, questions that need answers. Okay, so <laughs> uh, I just I saw this I saw this passage and I just immediately jumped to me being in my cousin's room l- watching the news late recently, and I'm like, two things. Dang, this is really, really, really depressing. Just tax plan being passed by being voted uh yes by republicans and having to go to the senate to be approved and people's um health care at risk or already risked people um people people like touching people's kids sexual harassment in 
in the government, in Hollywood. It's just like a... The fact that we could literally have a gathering every single week that's different. It's just, <laughs> it's so much. And like seeing it on the news, it's like they don't, they don't interrupt that type of negativity with something good that's happening in the world. And I'm not saying that, because they have to cover these things. These things are very important. People need to know. People need to be aware. People need to do better. Mm-hmm. But it's just so negative all the time. And two, um, which ties into this one that I described just now, is that I have not watched television like that, like to sit there and watch the news. I get all my news from online sources, from social media to to um, to journalists, web like what do you call it just like new york times um cnn random websites that clearly have like put a lot of work into getting these news stories out and so i'm just like it's just a, it consuming it is so different and when i looked at this and i'm like this is the united states right now and I don't know if the news have always been just like a series of negative things after negative things, but I have the feeling that this is absolutely completely absurd world we're living in right now. And this is not normal. And the people who are who are older than I am have been saying this is not normal and or this is like this is scary and we are reverting as opposed to progressing. And I just feel like this this book, this this passage that I read. Um, it just made it seem like the United States was some was some like positive place to be, and it's the land of opportunity. And Giovanni, who is currently in Paris right now, like he's struggling because he's in Paris. He's struggling because the place is old and and like there's no provision made for him and all of that type of stuff. And I'm like, that's y'all talking about the old world, right? Because at the end it says it's cold. She said out here in the old world. And they talking about the old world, but the new world, quote unquote, new world is just as bad. The levels of disenfranchisement, the level of putting people out of opportunity, the the, the actual idea of people growing up without provision for them is just ridiculous. And it's no different to me. I read this. I'm like, sis is out here looking into this old world as if we high and mighty, as if we're above everybody and this was 1956 like black people was just about to get the right to vote right like where we haven't we haven't progressed that much and i mean it's also interesting because both of these protagonists are white folk Mm. so it's just interesting to see that that is the outlook that is being presented by james baldwin who was a like a black man who is a queer man or specifically identified as gay a gay man so it's just like interesting for him to be able to capture that capture that like persona of somebody who's oblivious to how the quote-unquote new world is not doing so hot either Mm -hmm. and it's consistently effing up so yeah also just like the blends of like old world new world like people talk about ebbs and flows and highs and lows and bloom and bust but the cycles are just blending into each other so much so that it just feels like we were talking about something earlier oh we were talking about this for example even with the idea of opportunity and we were when we were driving from bay ridge back over to you know our hoods of you know south and east brooklyn um it just felt different like 
all of these supposed to be bodegas are now turning into corner convenience stores the the glass to be able to look in and to see everything and like even the metaphor of that just like being able to see everything you now have to see everything where we're not closing anything off um no more like privacy is no longer a thing um your opp- opportunities for those who are coming into this quote-unquote new world are now limited um to hear trump today say like and we're going to build that wall. He said that today during his um, cabinet meeting, which apparently has been his seventh one since his presidency began, which I'm like, why so much? You know, like meet with your cabinet on your own time. We don't need these to be publicized. Um, and Actually, for him to... I kind of want him to publicize certain things because clearly there's things going on in secrecy that we do not know. But he was saying how... Um, like, even the idea of, like, building that wall. Like, we're, we need to build the wall because drugs are coming in. Like, just the lack of, the lack of, the, the, the lack of knowledge. Like, he's creating walls that he's not even thinking of, limiting opportunities mm-hmm. um, from certain peoples, um, peoples that do not look like him, people that look like a, a lot more like us. Um, and then also just thinking about the ways in which we try to break down those walls or bypass those walls or hop over those walls and who's able to hop over those walls, um, what access they can have and accessibility, even when, you know, when one person gets to hop over that wall, are they able to, you know, throw a rope back to go help some others over? Sometimes that's not always the case, you know, even um, in our own personal lives or just thinking about the opportunities that we've had, knowing like, are we able to maintain that opportunity and open, not only to maintain, but to open opportunity to others who, you know, haven't been able to get those as well. And will others do that for, continue to do that for us? Um, it's seeming like in this new world, it's, it's, it's feeling like a more so every man for themselves, every woman for themselves, which is so very unfortunate. I mean, yeah. Capitalism yeah. and individualism and all that run in tandem, or this like perception of individualism, and and it's not a collaborative space unless it has to do with capital. Like you put aside your generation is set because you put aside all that blood money so they could do what they have to do, but everybody else is not as fortunate. Mm-hmm. So that like sense of collaboration and helping other people and oh my God, like mm-hmm. there's no provision made for them outside in the old world. And like, I'm sure it's not easy to have opportunity or to have um, economic growth or like those things are probably, you know, hard, but the United States is not the best example to sit there and put mm-hmm. ourselves on high to, to, to basically say that oh the other people other people do not have and I feel like with this presidency specifically people can look at us and say that was a terrible hill to be on to be sitting sitting there looking at us on high like mm. y'all hill is not sturdy like mm. that y'all don't have it together and now right. people literally laugh at us yeah. it's like y'all thought and we all thought and most a lot of people knew that it was you know it was illusion yeah yeah and just to end that part is like thinking about the illusion like there are going to be tons of people who are being born every single minute now since his presidency that are not going to see him as an illusion but yet see that as reality the precedent like he is like the precedent like he his presidency is the precedent for every other leader that they 
know that they will come to know mm-hmm. which is so very unfortunate um but with that we're going to take a quick break and we'll be back with the takeover And we're back. And our next segment is I got it from my mama. I got it from my mama. I love that song. What song is that? <laughs> I got it from my mama. Uh, I it, literally only know that one little that, jingle. I got it from my mama. Is it is that Gwen Stefani or is that Outcast? I've I've no idea. But what I do know is one Serena Williams is bomb. It was Will I Am. Oh, will it? is it really? Mm-hmm. Oh wow. Mm-hmm. Um, and Serena Williams is bomb, and you know the people that she's around are bomb, and her, her life is looks bomb. Amazing. And yeah, like I literally, I was looking at it, it was like this is a fairy tale wedding. This yeah. is so beautiful, mm-hmm. and to see her in that dress, mm-hmm. and just like her daughter who's so adorable. And sitting in her grandmother's lap, yes. watching as oh her my parents God. got married. So cute. Um, but yeah, so this, this I Got It From My Mama is specifically influenced or inspired by Serena Williams and her letter to her daughter and to her, well, a letter about her daughter to her mother. And, you know, there's different mediums to release certain things. And I felt like it was just... She just like took this picture of her daughter and I'm, I'm, I'm assuming she was just like staring at her in just like awe. Like I created this. Mm-hmm. Like that's what I that's the image that I got when I saw the picture and when I read the caption. And it's just special because it's not coming from it's not coming from us today, but you can still be impacted by um by what it feels like for a mother to give so much to her child. So this picture on Instagram, let me pull it up, is of uh, Olympia, her name is Olympia, mm-hmm. um, Ohanian, and she is just like curled up, sleep as like babies a pick do, stitch, and it's a pick stitch yes. with her mother. Mm-hmm. And in the picture, it's like there's attention to arms, and there's Serena Williams. She's like crouched down with the racket in her hand, and she's looking down, and you can see how her big, powerful arms. And she writes to her her mom, dear mom. You are one of the strongest women I know. I was looking at my daughter. OMG, yes, I have a daughter. And she has my arms and legs. My exact same strong, muscular, powerful, sensational arms and body. I don't know how I would react if she has to go through what I've gone through since I was a 15-year-old and even to this day. And in that moment, I just had like a rush of like positive emotion and sadness and happiness and just like understanding and everything for her i'm sure this is like to the 10th power for serena williams and her mom but seeing her daughter someone who she's created like oh my gosh that is actually crazy 
that person grew in your stomach and you push that person out and to see them actually reflect your physique Mm -hmm. and a physique that has been criticized immensely in a very negative way and to know that that's the exact same physique that your child will have because already she's mirroring that and so that's like a its own little subset right because it's like she's looking at her child like wow you may have to face certain things regardless of whether I'm the greatest tennis player in the world regardless of whether I'm the greatest athlete in the world because that doesn't stop me from receiving criticism and she's looking at this little girl and it's like that body, that that color, that that you know everything that comes with it is affected um, by the world's bird bird eye view, you know, and mm-hmm. and it's scary. And the fact that that's one subset, and then there's the other subset where she's talking about she's talking to her mother and like actually saying, "Wow, I've gained an extra layer of understanding. I know what it is to look at your child and." to understand that danger awaits or criticism awaits or or nasty just people await and to say wow mom you are really patient you are really strong to have somebody criticize your daughter and not try to come for everybody because you know how it feels like I know how it feels for somebody to mess with my sister I know how it feels for somebody to to mess with my mom, say something negative about my mom, say something negative about people I love. And I go ham. Like, mm-hmm. I don't talk to people this to this day, people that are supposed to be close to me, because I can't, I can't uh, tolerate that. Like, and to think that her mom couldn't control millions of people talking about her, like, just because this girl had a talent, like mm-hmm. a girl from Compton with a talent and a lot of hard work, made it to where she was at and her mother couldn't con- control that and like to to see that Serena Williams also feels like she can't control that is really sad but it's also really powerful because it gave her a deeper understanding and, and a deeper inning I feel like with her with her mom mm-hmm. and I could just imagine what those conversations are like if this is how this this Instagram post reads yeah. Just imagine how powerful those conversations and that le- level of understanding and that love for her daughter are. Yeah, and just thinking about, like, generational advice, like, things that are being passed down from woman to woman, like, both spoken and unspoken, because I'm pretty sure for one post of this, this a post like this from Serena, um, which, as much as it is a direct post to her mom and something that her daughter um, might end up seeing when she gets older... It is very much so something that she showed to the entire world, and we were fortunate enough to be able to be blessed with such a heartfelt post. Um, right. I could only imagine just the, the many conversations leading up to Olympia's birth, um, during that, you know, during delivering that baby, and then even after, and even now, you know, um, those conversations that are being had between Serena and her mom um, about, you know, what it is to, to raise a child of color like what do you need to do in order to keep your daughter safe and this is something that we talked about and we talk about often when we uh, mention you know celebrities that um, we do admire on this show it's that your fame really can't save you like at the end of the day like it really cannot or and you can feel fame you can feel that spot where fame is with anything like your education can't save you your your luck can't save you. Your 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 blessings can save you. God God can be there for you, but um, all those things that come from 
you know, your time here on this earth really cannot save you mm. when it comes to Hatred people just being vile, just people being vile, just people, mm. just people just not treating you the way you should be treated, you know? Um, and so I, I remember day, there were days when I was like, mommy, like, I want to learn how to play tennis, you know, because I was seeing Serena and Venus go up every single open, every single tournament, um, and just knowing, hearing the stories of like how people used to bash them, whether it was for their braids, and then it was the beads, and then it was once they started, um, you know, having more, um, more curves in their body. Oh, look at their skirts! You know, the skirt is the sure, same length. Is the-, the skirt is the same length as the white girl. It's just that she has, you know, Cheeks. curves that <laughs> fill it in. You know, like a lot of different things that people weren't taking into consideration and weren't allowing these girls to literally be girls but instead you know you have to end up you have to end up growing too fast uh hopefully alexis olympia doesn't have to deal with those things um but you know just to just to know that serena could be so grateful for her mother being there not only as her mother but as her protector as her defender and as someone who genuinely loved her I know for a fact from even that small post, but even how she looks at her daughter, even how um, she was so grateful throughout the entire pregnancy to be giving birth to a daughter, that she'll take every little piece of what her mother gave to her and pass it on to her daughter. And yeah, that's absolutely beautiful. Yeah, it's just, it's so powerful and it's multi-dimensional. And sometimes you actually like you miss out on on what it means to because you like you automatically think fame and money like you're set. But yeah, that that stuff is not impenetrable. Fame and money is not it doesn't prevent you from from being criticized or being disrespected, really. And belittled, like, as I said, greatest athlete of all time. And people still question whether she's good enough. And and people have like called her manly and masculine and and all who's not taking this drug to do this and like criticizing and criti- like disgustingly critiquing her and just like how that has translated into her into her like perception of her mother and her daughter is just so so deep yeah but enough with the sap up next is only NYC I feel like we talk about the subway all the time, but, you know, the subway just, I'm kind of afraid for this thing that they're doing. Apparently, they do it around this season every, every uh, for the past couple of years. Mm. Um, so, Business Insider had this whole thing about New York City's secret subway line with antique cars going back into service. Um, my whole thing about this is only in NYC, so... Already our normal MTA subway trains don't work. And those go on the lines that people need to go to. But yet we're going to allow people to go on the antique cars to go through the tunnels we no longer use and feel as if that's okay. So were we maintaining those? Were we, you know, making sure that those had those their routine checks? Because I'm not going on any of those antique cars just for the you know, the giggles, you know? I think the scariest part is the 
is the part of going through the the tunnels that have not been used. Because yeah. now we're talking about tracks that have not been looked after, I'm assuming. Yeah. Um, but, but I think they fix up the train, and it might be... I think they fix up, like, the, I guess, like, engines and trains, engines and whatever. And, but they just, like, make it old. Like, they make. I mean, it's the antique cars that they've managed to preserve, apparently. So, um, this year, the holiday train is running on the F line between 2nd Avenue and Lexington um, 63rd Street. And then on the Q line between the 63rd Street and 96th on the Upper East Side. Apparently, they'll be running throughout the day, starting at 10 a.m. and concluding at 5 p.m. Um, when is it running from? 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. No, 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 the days. It just says after Thanksgiving. Oh. The sun, from the Sunday after Thanksgiving to the end of the year and only on Sundays. Oh, okay. And you still have to pay two seventy five as any subway ride. Only in NYC. Can I use my it's a can nostal- I, my my, I don't know, but the whole thing about it, if it's it's a nostalgic ride, just let me do it for free. Like Nah, they're gonna be like if it's a nostalgic ride, let me add seventeen more dollars to it. Crazy. <laughs> Absolutely ridiculous. So you better I I hope they take MetroCard, because if they actually make you pay for it, then I'll be tight. So like, people apparently people was arriving and there was a bunch of people waiting. Some were clearly Tourists, others were clearly New Yorkers. You know, it just seemed like it's gonna be a lot of hoopla for absolutely nothing. I need them. What I need them to do is work on the trains. Why today I was stuck on in the um in the train tunnels, only going from Flatbush Avenue, Brooklyn College, to Borough Hall. You know, trying to you know go watch a movie, use my little day off to go self care, and I got to my movie late. Because oh, nah. they stopped at Sterling, and they stopped at Winthrop, and they stopped in between Winthrop and President, and then they stopped again at Franklin, and then I transferred to the f- to the five at Franklin, only to get stopped again in between Franklin and Atlantic. I'm like, well, you know what? I should have just walked. There's actually like there's this report that says that New York has lost billions or millions to billions. I don't know which which is it an M or a B, but they lost a lot of money just because people get everywhere they need to go late. And it's not, not so it's not MTA that's lost a lot of money. It's actually people riding MTA mm-hmm. that's lost a lot of money. So if you say they would have been any later, like, and you would have been like, nah, I don't want to go to this movie anymore. I want to yeah. see it from the beginning. Then you have to pay another, what? Yeah, I'm not doing Seven that. to $12 just yeah. to see the movie. Yeah, and I purposely went to the matinee because another thing, NYC uh, movie tickets are so expensive. Yeah. Um, so matinee was twelve dollars, and I definitely oh, missed where I got seven dollars from <laughs> fifteen dollars. I missed I missed the first fifteen minutes of the movie because Damn. of the train. That's the worst. I hate going to movie theaters and not seeing the beginning. Yeah, I'm but sorry. Yeah, it's okay. You know, you know, it's only gonna go down from here, unfortunately, because up next is the gathering. Mm. Um, in all seriousness, this is something that's actually really really and truly sad so you know slavery should have been over a long time ago and yet in libya slave auctions are most definitely um, occurring migrants are being sold as slaves within the country uh and you know it's just it's really sad to to really think about 
the fact that this has been going on for weeks now, almost a month, a whole month, and it's only now that Libya's opening up an investigation into the slave auctions following reports that we've had over here about it. Um, I just don't know where to go with this one. I just... It's so entirely sad. Like, you're literally selling people. Like, and to think about like, it, we, like, we've talked about this before. We've talked about this for, before with, like, domestic trafficking when girls go missing and, like, we were talking about the cases in D.C. and things like that. So we know that trafficking occurs, okay? This is not, I'm not, we're not trying to highlight this one as if it's any different from, you know, human trafficking. But what I'm saying is, to know that these people are literally being like put on like on blocks to be sold as, like in numbers the homeland out. Like, like it's so reminiscent like 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 pieces of freaking just like cattle yeah livestock i don't it, know it's yeah I, um when I say exhausted, that was one of the things that I saw on the news. And I was like, listen, man, we're not here. We're, no, this is not 2017. But um, what's done in the dark comes to the light. Now we just have to make sure that we use that light in the right way. Like, are we, who, who's allowing this to happen? Like, are, is the, like, how is the United Nations going to intervene? How are other countries who are who are trading and and being supported by and are supporting this place going to actually like take a stand? Like, how how are we going to move forward and be like that is unacceptable? Like, literally, you're holding people in smuggler-owned warehouses. Like, it looks like jails um, where they are sometimes beaten, ransomed, or sold into slavery. Um, Apparently, the one of the correspondents said that she was first hearing of this practice from an Ethiopian migrant three years ago. Mm-hmm. So my whole thing is, where where so we so we like to go and take all these destination trips, and you know people like to go say like oh like travel noir or like oh like let's go learn the history of all these places, and we spend all this money to take all these beautiful pictures to put on the Instagrams to put on the Facebooks. To show that, you know, we we went somewhere, you know. Oh, yeah, let's take this quote-unquote exotic trip. Meanwhile, in the same spaces that we're going to as our tourist destinations, people are absolutely suffering. Um, And so just thinking about where your dollars are being spent, being more mindful about where your dollars are being spent, being knowing that the true meaning of, like, charity work and service work and being able to give time when you, you know, go visit these places, um... You know, how much a dollar costs, like, is something very real. It's so scary because um, it's like, how do you, how, like, if this is the first time this is being publicized and, and, and somebody reported it three, three years, years ago, ago, it's like, God damn, like, I went to Africa because, Africa because I did not want to be around these this foolishness that, you know, like, we sit there and criticize the United States for. We sit there and look at our history of these, like, countries in, um, in on the western in the western side of the world, Brazil and Cuba and the United States and all these places that literally were were out here pulling in slaves year after year, mm-hmm. and we sit there and we rightfully so criticize and demean that type of behavior. But to know that this is 2018, okay, and yeah. and this is going on, and not only is it happening, but there's just like a report that these smuggling networks. 
Like also language. We'll get there. But smuggling networks are becoming stronger, more organized, yeah. and better equipped. These people are coming from places like Gambia, Senegal, like other countries into Libya to be sold. Are they are they coming to be sold or are they coming they're coming they're as being migrants? Forced to be sold. But yeah, yeah, so like that's crazy. And then to call it a smuggling network, like um network though, like smuggling network, like slavery. 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 In order to get this all together, I just need people to make some more noise about it, make some trips where you need to make the trips. Those who have influence who can actually do something, all of these reporters, thank you so much for this is what the true news should be about. Get these stories out so that actions can be take place. And then push upon those people, push upon those leaders, those officials at the UN in you know those high places to take a stand on this. We cannot be allowing human lives to be literally be taken away at the hand of others, to be literally equalized to a working animal. Um, though, at least with animals, you know, they give them checkups and they make sure that if they're not too good, they get them, they let them go back into the wild. You know, no, mm. we're keeping these people, we're f- beating them, you're forcing them into you know, survival mode. Uh, Truly unacceptable. My prayers go out to those people because I cannot fathom. I cannot say I can only imagine. I cannot fathom what that truly feels like. And also to know that I'm standing in a privilege right now to speak on On your situations. Nine nine locations that are known. That are known. That are known. Because, you know... When it comes to reporting these things, you want to say known because you could only imagine what's who going else on underground. Because this, if this reached finding. the forefront, what's going on underground? Right. How long has this been happening? I mean, you know, back in the day when they had the girls, the Nigerian girls that were being sex trafficked. Yeah. You know, we didn't know the the gravity to that until people started going there and realizing and started counting how many tr- girls were actually missing. You know, with this one, it's like these are smaller countries. It's not a Nigeria. You know, uh, and these people are literally being taken away from their families, ripped away from their families. And they are in search of opportunity. Leave. They are in search of like getting to somewhere better where they could possibly provide for their family. I know my my grandparents and my parents, they came to the United States just trying to not only look for a better future for themselves, but to send money back home to this day. People still sending money, sending supplies, sending food, sending clothes. All of that is still going back home because you know that there's so much responsibility on your shoulders when you make it somewhere. I mean, it's the responsibility that you're not tasked to take, but a lot of people task themselves and making sure that their family members and their friends are good in these other countries. So you literally get on this dangerous trip. I'm not like ain't nobody flying first class to the to, to Europe. Like you are literally migrating dangerously so. To make sure you are able to help provide for yourself and get opportunity and people are literally taking it upon themselves to sell you into slavery. Mm-hmm. And then when, if you make it to Europe, the chances of them speaking on it is slim to none because look at all that you may risk by being in the forefront of this type of news. Like the type of the top the, the people that are going to know who you are and probably know who your family is or know how they can sabotage you in another way because the the chances of you being protected after you open up about this type of stuff it, 
I don't know. Yeah. Once again, you know, praying for those people. You shouldn't have to go through this. And we gotta. F- yeah. The so, somebody gotta make a move on this. Nine nine locations that we know of. Where are they being sold to? Because that means that, you, I mean, you do the selling in a place, but, like, where are they being sold to who are who are collecting, quote-unquote, these slaves? What work are you putting them to do, and why do you need them so badly to do it? Right. You have to move on. Or enslaved, excuse me. Yeah, Not slaves. You have to move on. What's What's next? Um... Black women can and can't, but we will. And this is just, this is a report on the things that, the information that Nielsen has collected on black women and our beautiful culture that we have cultivated. Um, Here are a few statistics. um, Specifically touches on the hashtag Black Black Girl Magic that has turned into much more than a hashtag, but a movement that is, touching on entertainment, education, politics, day-to-day life. Um, and I just, like, shown how unique of a people we are and, like, how much power we have. So some of these statistics include um, 44% of black women. They Well, black women spend 44% more than the average buyer on fragrances, um, specifically more than non-Hispanic white women. 59% of black women say they would pay more for a product that is environmentally safe. Hashtag woke. 33% of black women agree a celebrity endorsement may lead them to purchase a product. 23% of black women who that's are that's 20. Paint. <laughs> I'm crying. Because that, that's coming out on Thursday. Right. They're like, oh, Queen Riri? No, it's ours. I, I got a cop. 23% of black women who are 25 and above have earned at least a bachelor's degree. Mm-hmm. 84% of black women say given the choice that they would be their own boss. Yeah, we done working 84 for everybody else. 84%. Yeah, we, we done working for other people. 80, 80% of black women say they own smartphones. 43% of black women say that they'd like to share their opinions by posting reviews and ratings online. So shout outs to us for actually... Um, using products and then letting reporting on it. know yes or no. YouTube, Yelp, Uber Eats, Uber, it. everything. We it. out all here telling you what's good, bad. <laughs> all of it. I know whether or not I look on the side, I read the name. Right. I'm like, okay, this Tasha, Tasha said, don't get it. <laughs> Natasha said. And she said, don't get it. So guess what? I didn't get it. <laughs> Yeah, so 52% of black women say they buy products that are consistent with the image they would like to convey. So the, I think that one is very powerful. 52%, that's more than average. Mm-hmm. And even if it was just like, that's more than half. And even if it was just half, just to know that you're like you're buying products that you believe in, that mm-hmm. you're morally invested in, that mm-hmm. you believe will make a difference. Those things are very important to mm-hmm. see the... I feel like that takes a level of education that we ourselves are not just given like we literally go and take that mm-hmm. so yeah shout out to yeah. black women who can and will yeah all right well we're gonna wrap up this episode right about now yeah so 
the world is in need of, you know, we were talking a lot about representation, things that are hidden and things that mm-hmm. spoken and unspoken, uh, visible and not visible. And, you know, blackness is, is quite visible when certain people want to see it. But when they don't, they try to make it not act like it, it didn't doesn't even exist or, you know, take it as their own. And one of the ways that we see that is how? Through? Monuments. So... We need some more black monuments, y'all. Mm-hmm. Like we talked about um, in a black light, I think it was either last week or the week before last, about the you know our former president and first lady having those you know portraits being done. That's nice and dandy, but that's inside of a building of a museum that right. our people most likely will never see. We want these things public and accessible. We want it. I want to be able to sme- smell, breathe, touch the monument. Pose by, take know, my picture next to like shout outs like this. Like I want to be like, you know, when the Martin Luther King Jr. monument came out in DC and every single black person went to go stand up next to it. I'm going to need more of those. Right. So you can do that by literally just suggesting somebody that you want to honor on mike.com you can send your submissions to Mike.com. I believe the website is Mike44.typeform.com. Um, I hope that is the exact link. But if not, we'll also be posting it on our social media. So that's the Takeover CC on Twitter, Snapchat, Instagram, and Facebook. So, yeah, if you feel like there's somebody you need to shout out, I'm personally about to go submit Maxine Waters because she's oh, yes. been at it for a long time and she's consistently yes. um, making sure that her people are taken care of and her people, not only black people, but the people of the United States that she has vowed to serve. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm about to make her my submission. And you know, people about to put Beyonce on that. You know, people about to put <laughs> Cardi B on that. You know, people Ooh. about to put Riri on that. And Riri, Riri is winning again. Yeah, she don't stop. Listen, King don't stop. King, King don't, don't stop. stop. We talked about vogue arabia and how you know she had the cover spread now she all up on vogue paris sis got three covers and it's not even because you know the, the covers that she had for um what was it vogue arabia arabia it was they were like all similar it looked like she was in you know one particular she outfit profile, you, know. She did, you know sis got three different covers three different colors three different outfits different different face beat like everything is on fleek so yeah and so that's hitting the stands December first. You know, I'm not usually a, a a magazine person, but I'll go look at it. You know, I would love a collection and of I would her love to flick of all it. her covers. Like that'd be so dope. That'd be dope. You know, some of y'all Riri stands probably already doing that out there. I'm sure. Um, but as we get ready to you know indulge in our stunner lip paint at the end of the week we just want to wish all of you all a happy thanksgiving when it comes um hopefully you're spending it with family or those that you love and have a safe one eat as much as you can for the two of us and you know we'll be back next week with another episode so right now we'll be tuning out you get to pick of the takeover, takeover with, with Kristen and christine see y'all